Joining us today is Terry Ho, Head of Product at Dash Technology Group and also a seasoned leader in the financial advice space. Terry's journey from unsuspecting graduate to holding key positions at major financial institutions like Asgard, BT, Macquarie is nothing short of inspiring. So today we are going to dive deep into Terry's leadership journey, exploring the evolution of personal style and the profound impact it's actually had on her professional life. Get ready for valuable insights, memorable lessons and a touch of flair as we uncover the intersection of leadership, personal brand and style with the incredible Terry Ho. I'm Sonia, a personal brand and style coach. My journey began in the corporate world and through lived experiences has led me where I am today. I've walked in those uncomfortable shoes, faced the same challenges and questioned my path to professional success while simultaneously navigating my personal style journey and the challenges that each decade brings. I wholeheartedly believe in the fusion of personal brand and style strategy. My mission here is to provide you with practical, actionable strategies and lived experiences to help you unlock your next level of success through the power of personal brand and style. Let's get started. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sonia. I don't know about expertly hedging, <laughs> but I do my best. <laughs> no, I love it. I love a good G&T as well. So that made my heart go, yay, <laughs> another G&T yep, fan. A big goblet of G&T, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terry, obviously we go way back actually now, which yes. feels like a little bit dated, but I'd love for you to kind of take me back through your career a little bit and tell me a little bit around how it's evolved over the years. You've obviously gone from, you know, actually being an advisor face-to-face and then into the tech space. And how has potentially maybe your style and your brand played a role in that journey? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I guess it's been a long journey. I've been in the industry for a, a little while now. But, you know, in a sense, I go back to, like, I'm from a refugee background. So, you know, I grew up with parents and siblings who have started their own business and are pretty much self-made. In fact, I'm the black sheep in the family for being the only employee in the family. But anyway, so I grew up knowing that, you know, what they've sort of impressed on me is you shape your own future. And so it's, you know, moving through the ranks, that's kind of always been my mantra Leadership, in a sense, starts with being proactive with yourself. Now, you know, growing up, obviously, that wasn't always practicing that. But I think as I got sort of older and progressed through to from a graduate all the way through the ranks to lead a number of teams, I did find it quite easier to actually live that mantra. So I think once you have the confidence and know who you are, it's a lot easier to actually shape your own future. And that's, in a sense, that's what I try to impress onto my team members. If one of the things that they can walk away after being led by me is that, you know, you create your own future. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And I think, you know, hearing you talk about the environment that you've grown up in and having such that entrepreneurial edge to it as well, it really does show that, yep, you've got to create your own future, especially when you've got those kind of people kind of around you as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my brother is a fashion designer. Oh my gosh. So, fantastic. Yeah. 
He always tells me my style is a bit bland because I'm so corporate. (laughs) So we need to add some edge and style to it. But I do hear that, you know, as I said, you have an actual flair and love for really nice shoes. So what's your favourite brand or type of shoe? You know what? It's actually not brand. It I look for shoes that are unique. In fact, I don't know we don't see this, but I've worn these shoes today because it's a grey day. Yeah. And I wanted a bit of sparkle and flair. So oh, I love these it. <laughs> are my Chiara. The brand is called Chiara Ferragni, an Italian brand. And their whole idea, I mean, all of the, they make shoes and bags and things, but it's got these eyes and they sparkle. So <laughs> I love that. Working in a tech environment. So when you walk in with shoes like that, what's the response you get? I think it's like, oh my God, what are they? Because they're bright sparkle. And I'm often in black. I yeah. love black. Black is my color. <laughs> But, you know, I like to add a bit of flair and I do that. I love earrings as well. So Mm -hmm. I have a big collection of earrings. So it's either pairing it with earrings that really stand out, but more often I do shoes. I've got shocking pink shoes. I've got like really like when we rebranded our company, Dash Technology Group, it's a teal color kind of thing, green-ish teal and I bought shoes to match and they are pretty unique. <laughs> so they shoes to match the company brand. But, yeah, I think a way to make a statement with a simple suit is accessorize. Yeah. So in my accessory, my go-to accessory is definitely shoes. Love shoes that are unique, I think. I'd say you are not alone. I know many of my clients as well as a lot of the followers I've got on Instagram – I put up a, I do a shoe appreciation every <laughs> once oh, a week. And I tell, that's probably one of my <laughs> most loved posts because I like to be able to put something out there that's a little bit different. And yes, even if we do love a flat, there is definite appreciation for a really nice shoe <laughs> all the way through. So tell me a little bit around sort of, you know, like I said, you've gone through these number of leadership roles. You've touched a little bit how your personal brand has been influenced by certain fashion choices. Do you think that your style has evolved over the years and how so? Absolutely. And I think it's like personality. In a sense, as you grow up, you start to develop, like as little kids, you start to display a certain sort of personality. But as you grow up and you're mentally, you shift your way of thinking. It's the same as your professional journeys. When you start your first job, you expect and think of it in a certain way. But then as you become more experienced and are exposed to a lot more different personalities and different situations, that really does change your perspective and change the way you see things. But that also reflects in that you change the way you see yourself as well. So one example is my first, I was on a graduate program with NRMA Financial Services. So that was my first job. I mean, I've always worked, even when I was 14 and nine months, I went to McDonald's and go, I want a job, please. So I've been working since I was 14 and nine months. 
put together a bit of saving and I bought myself a three-piece country road suit for my first job. It, it was an awful colour. <laughs> How yellow is not my colour. It looked terrible <laughs> against my skin tone, but it was on sale and it was all that I could afford. But I thought, you know, I need to turn up and looking professional and I need to have this brand because Country Road is, you know, everyone expects you to be polished. And that's what I thought people was, was expecting me to be in my first job. So, yes, bought this suit, three-piece, and I wore, you know, a mix of it in the first three months. And then I would never wore it again because it was awful. I just. (laughs) (laughs) We had those fashion disasters, right? Um, Yes. But I think I tried to be something that I wasn't. And I persisted with, you know, variations of that for a long time. And it's only as you develop professionally and personally, you have more confidence in yourself to develop your own style. But your own style in everything, your own style at work, your own style when you're not at work, simply because your perception and your perspective change. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you know, have, getting married, having kids, that all play a part in how you dress because you have less time. <laughs> and it's okay. going to be wrinkle-free, um, <laughs> <laughs> no iron, something that I could just quickly pull on in five minutes and get to work. <laughs> And so what about when you, sorry, obviously in your role, you know, you are turning up to a lot of client meetings, you might be doing a lot of presentations and so forth. And so do you feel that you've got a consistent look and feel when you doing those or what do you look for when, if I actually go back to the yellow suit example, you touched on that, you know, you'd put it on and then really it didn't feel like you, it didn't align, right? And and that's a really common theme that I hear as well when you're trying to be something that you think you're supposed to be rather than step into yes. who you are. So when you're, say, in front of a crowd and having to present or any of those things, do you find that that you will look for a specific piece or something that will give you a bit of an edge or not so much for the crowd but actually more for you? Yeah, more confidence. There's definitely certain outfits that just gives you that confidence because you know you look good in it and you know you feel good in it. And I think that's more important is that when you wear it, you feel good in it. I also love lingerie. So I make sure I put on something that I feel good. No one sees it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But you know what I mean? The thing is lingerie is your base structure. If you wear the wrong bra, with that outfit, it just doesn't look right. Yep. So it actually starts with a bra, a properly fitted bra that goes with that outfit is actually really important. And yeah. it's one of my secret, I think, is that you've got to wear the right bra with the right outfit. But yes, definitely there are basic outfits that I always fall to if I'm standing in front of a, a crowd. And part of my role I used to be a technical services manager at Asgard and we did PD days, like professional development presentation to roomfuls of advisors, you know, every quarter. So I did a lot of presentation. And yes, I did fall back to my safe, in a sense, my safe suit. My key rule is I always wear heels because I'm short and wearing heels make me feel taller. It does lift my confidence. (laughs) And heels look great. 
<laughs> so I got to have my pointed toe heels. That's Love my it. go-to. <laughs> Just try not to walk around too much. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're standing and it's a short period of time, Correct. usually it's doable. Yes, yes, absolutely. But, yes, definitely there are certain outfits that just lifts you. And yep. so if I take you back a little bit, when I read your bio, I loved the story of how you got interested in really financial services and finance yep. and so money. forth. Money. <laughs> yeah, money and so forth. What I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. I went to a Catholic school. And it was co-ed school. And that's the other thing is that I would never for always recommend co-ed schools for kids. It's just such a good, vibrant mix of kids. Anyway, one of the boys that we hung out with, so we have a, a group of friends. Most are boys because I, I was quite sporty at school, so we played soccer a lot. So a lot of my friends were boys. He was very passionate about investing. And we were in year 10. So he was going, Terry. I've got to tell you about these shares. So to this, I can't remember what the share was, but I did end up investing in it. And then we start playing the the ASX stock games and we had competitions amongst us, our group of friends. And this was, you know, year 10 kids. So we were pretty good, I must say. <laughs> Simply because there were no Instagram back then. There was yes, no. <laughs> what else were we going to do? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that probably had something to do with it. We had to find something more interesting. But, yeah, I think it was us group of friends. I know it was a little bit nerdy, but I don't care. It was fun because we actually made a bit of the game out of it as to who would actually make more money. But I did buy my first shares when I was 16. And then I continued to invest in the stock market doing my own research. I remember I bought Telstra shares at several tranches when I had, I sold them to pay for my wedding. I sold them at $7.36. Now, are they worth $7.36? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So Telstra, thank you. You paid for my wedding. (laughs) Yep. And so that's how you fell in sort of the the finance world. So tell me, I know that, look, there's many young sort of upcoming professionals who potentially have gone down one career path. And, you know, we know that these days really changing careers or tilting and you've done that. So you've kind of moved from sort of actually advising and then into, you know, product development, leading teams and so forth. So do you think that as part of that, there was a shift in your, I'm going to call it personal brand, in order to enable you to make that shift? Sort of what was it that made that transition perhaps easy or was it a challenging transition to make? I go back to my mantra of you shape your own future. And I think in a sense, I've carried that through with every role that I've had I've been fortunate in that a lot of the roles I landed into, I had the flexibility to make it what I think it should be. So there was scope to include more areas into the role and I work hard. And I think working hard means you do spend a lot more time working, Mm. but I love what I do. And I see lots of opportunities. I wish there was more 
hours in the day. It's just, even right now I sit in this role and I just think this role can go here, here, and here. There's so many different opportunities to pursue. And in a sense, that's always been my personal brand is that I think people know me for being quite a, a tireless worker, but it's about, you know, delivering what you promise you would deliver. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's about seeing the opportunities and you've got to actually take active steps to make, well, to take those opportunities and make them reality. And I think that's how Mm. I've moved. I've kind of morphed from a pure financial planning or being a financial planner. I never, at that point in time as a financial planner, never would think I would move into technology. Mm. And this is how life is interesting, right? Because you just don't expect where you'll end up. So the way it's it's happened is quite organically and it's a lot to do with me being where I was at that point in time, seeing what opportunities there are and then mm-hmm. taking the risk. I think a lot of it's risk. I mean, I left Macquarie Bank to start up a small business. Mm. That's It's crazy, right? And I started mm-hmm. up a small business with two ex-colleagues from BT. So none of us have ever had small businesses before. But yeah, so that's to take that leap. I think a lot of people, you need the courage. You need to create the opportunity for yourself. And that was my first foray into small business, which led Mm. me where I am today. So in a sense, yeah, I think I do credit it to the fact that you've just got to have the courage to take the opportunity when it comes. Otherwise, you'll regret it. (laughs) And I think you don't realise it so much until, you know, years later, if you didn't, you know, where would you be? Yes, you would have taken a different path. But I absolutely love that because it does really tie back to your roots and, you know, where you came from initially. So I think there's some really beautiful ways to think about how you can use your personal brand to create more opportunities, but also just being open to the what ifs that may pop up and not necessarily think that the road is going to be straight ahead and that's it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the roads, there are so many paths to the one road, right? And Mm -hmm. everyone has got opportunities that come to them all the time. It's whether you have the courage to take it and it does take work. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it does take work and there are sacrifices, but I think I've been really lucky and fortunate is that this is the industry that I love. To be honest, I'm not fibbing. I really love my job and that's what makes it, that's why I put in the effort that I do. And this at the end of the day, I said to, you know, but my husband and I had dinner without the kids like oh, unheard of. Hang on, that's a, <laughs> I know. That's a rare, <laughs> rare time, right? <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking and, and he goes, can you imagine not working when you're retired? And I said, I can't imagine not working when I'm retired. Mm. Retired is probably working but enjoying what you do. <laughs> maybe a little bit less stress, maybe a little a, bit a less little stress. A little bit less stress. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> I can't imagine not doing what I'm doing, to be honest. And maybe a little bit less juggling as well, the yes. juggling act that kind Correct. Of comes yes. with everything <laughs> <laughs> that you're always doing. So yeah. I've got three sort of final questions for you, rapid fire. So 
what is your go-to signature piece that you feel truly represents your brand and why is it an essential part of your wardrobe? Uh, oh, there are so many. <laughs> it's too hard to choose. <laughs> oh, my God, I have so many. Okay, a jacket. So I love jackets. So I've got a blazer that is absolutely my favourite. It's a beautiful cut. It just looks great on me. I've got wide shoulders and jackets usually look pretty good on me because of the wide structured shoulders. So I love blazers. I love my blazers. So I've got a Balmain blazer, yeah, that I love. It makes me feel great. So when I do presentations, I pair it with a pair of jeans, like just to dress it down a little bit. So there's that, you know, I don't want to look corporate anymore. And I think it's yeah. it now, you know, post-COVID, it's that fully corporate look I think is kind of out the window but it's that a mix of cash yet professional at the same time so I love my blazer love that transformational read so for our listeners looking for inspirational what book maybe are you reading listening to and if there's no book maybe podcast that you're currently reading that has had maybe a significant impact on your personal brand or leadership journey that you'd recommend if anything. God, who has time to read? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, the last book I read was A Lesson in Chemistry. Yeah. Really funny but heartfelt. I think it's all about being a professional woman and carving your own path in a man's world, in a sense. And in financial services, to an extent, that is still mm. pretty true. It Absolutely. is still quite male-dominated. So I think that woman power is quite important. So that book, I think, reflected a lot, even though that was based in the 1960s, it still has a lot of truth today. And Mm. it's about being strong and stick to your strengths. So that was a great read. At the moment, I'm doing an audio book and it's Games of Thrones. I know. So bad. <laughs> no, not, not at all. I'm sure there's plenty of Game of Thrones fans <laughs> on, the, on the podcast. So all good. And then any mindset rituals. So we've all had those days where we need an extra boost. What's your quick style or mindset ritual that helps you feel empowered and ready to tackle anything? Oh my God. I seem to do this almost every night. I sit there and this is how I put myself to sleep. I'm going, what outfit can I wear tomorrow? <laughs> it's true. My wardrobe is, I really love a walking wardrobe, but I don't have room for it at the moment. So all my clothes are folded rather than hung. Oh, so no. I'm going, <laughs> so I go into the office three days a week. So it's for those three days, the night before, I'm going, okay, what can I wear? Okay, I love that dress, but what's the weather like? And that's how I <laughs> I actually put together outfits in my head. And in a sense, I kind of fall asleep as I come up with the right outfit for tomorrow's weather. And, you know, if I've got meetings or something, that outfit would suit that. And that's how I fall asleep. It's actually very relaxing. It's very relaxing. Well, I, that, that sounds like a fabulous idea. Uh, love that. But instead of 
any meditation. It's we're going to focus yeah. on. It's actually mentally going gonna through work. my wardrobe and going, okay, what is it that I don't have to iron because I actually have to get out the door really early tomorrow, but still looks good. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible, Terry. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I absolutely love your takeaway especially from the beginning around just being open to try and doing different things and not closing the door on that. So I think that's a lesson everyone can always remember to take home with them. So thank you so much. If anyone wants to connect with Terry, I'll have her LinkedIn details below. But again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Awesome. It's great fun. (laughs) Thank you, Sonia, for having me. No problem at all, Terry. Take care. Thank you so much for being part of this inspiring episode. If you found value in today's discussion, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with a friend on social media, tag me at Your Style Collective and leave a review. Your support means the world. Join me again next week for another empowering episode of Style and Strategy, the leadership series. Thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, you're already taking that first step towards your transformation journey. See you next time.